One of the best check and balances prior to making a buying or investment decision is to make sure the asset has been acquired at or below replacement cost. Replacement cost can be assessed using a few different methodologies. In the most conservative fashion, it can be assessed down to residual base land value. For example, if you are investing in a development site or funding a future development, the value will often be assessed on its upside value. On the amount of NLA or GFA you can notionally achieve under the council code or local authority plan permissions on that site. A notional value, a rate per square metre or a rate per unit site if the site is residential, will be applied to that notional GFA or NLA on the future floor space area. Yet, without an approval on the site, the land is only really worth the base land value. The notional rate per square metre on NLA or GFA or the rate per unit site is only relevant if the site is approved for the specified amount of built floor space and if the market is absorbing the completed stock at the specified value, be it commercial or residential. An investment is made or broken by the incoming price paid for the land or underlying asset base. So, in an upswinging strong market, the end value of the completed notional development will also increase, which will increase the underlying value of the land. However, if the market turns, changes cycle or takes a pause, that notional upside value can dissipate quickly and reduce back down to the base residual land value of what the land was originally used for, be it a car park or farming land or otherwise. This is where you will often see developers buying up raw farming land on the outskirts of established CBD in suburban areas, which don't yet have the correct zoning. Yet, there will be a longer term planning vision at say a state government level to rezone the precinct for growth and to add infrastructure, which can increase the value of the land. The developer will usually negotiate an option with the owner of the land, which is reflective of the current use with further amounts payable to the incumbent landowner on various upside outcomes being achieved from a use and floor space ratio perspective. In other words, the more floor area that the developer can achieve on the site via a development approval process and or a rezone, the higher the value of the underlying land site. Regardless of the floor space achieved, however, the commercial outcome and value of the site will still depend on the market and how much an occupier of the finished space is willing to pay. This is usually based on recent market comparable sales and leasing transactions at the time. The main variant in this will be the overall economic conditions and the supply demand fundamentals at the time that the completed development is marketed for commitments from end occupiers. And this timing element is where the key risk lies. The other methodology when looking at an existing asset, say a completed residual apartment stock portfolio or a commercial office or even a retail shopping centre which is ready to occupy now is, can the land and building be replaced today for less than what I'm buying for? From this perspective, adding up the current market land value, the DA costs and the consultant and construction costs for the completed building is one methodology. Ideally, the outcome should be that the subject asset is being acquired for less than what it would cost to construct a competing product in today's market. In a more opaque market like the current post-COVID low interest rate economy, where there is a likelihood that we are nearing the end or entering into a new economic cycle and where the longer dated and defensible income is the most valued type of investment, assessing the replacement value of the land, building and the income stream is also relevant. In this case, the replacement value assessment would include the sum of the land acquisition value, the consultant's costs and DA costs in obtaining that DA, building the building, any downtime to leasing, 
leasing or selling the building, as well as agents fees, marketing fees and leasing incentives paid to prospective tenants or buyers. Like anything, when assessing an investment or making a buying decision in the investment grade real estate markets, the decision needs to take into consideration the longer term aspect of the asset class given its more illiquid nature. Coming up on the MP Report Premium is a follow-up discussion with Michael Hines, co-principal of Stanford Capital Australia. Stanford Capital Australia write approximately a billion dollars of commercial real estate loans annually. We spoke amid COVID in August last year. That discussion is available on the MP Report Premium and the follow-on discussion provides some valuable insights on the current real estate capital markets. For visibility to the MP Funds Management co-investment deal flow, sign up to the MP Report Premium. MP Funds Management has provided investment funding for over $1.3 billion in investment grade real estate transactions. These transactions have produced an average annual return of 22%, with the lowest being 9% and the highest being 42%. With the MP Report Premium subscription, you can expect exclusive visibility into co-investment deal flow with MP Funds Management, in-depth analysis of completed deals, detailed market analysis and premium interview content. Sign up to the MP Report Premium via the MP Report website.